Hey, Peter. Donde esta la biblioteca? Sí. I'm Adam Annis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Muy bueno jazz. <laughs> It'll come at you. Now, why why are we listening to Miles Davis? Why are you speaking Spanish? Well, uh, just a little Spanish and pro- poorly, I might add, <laughs> flamenco sketches. Oh, oh, that's where the Spanish comes in. Yeah. Nice. So you know how some podcasts might celebrate, like, their 20th episode? Yeah. Should we celebrate the 20th episode that we've talked about kind of blue? <laughs> yeah, but we probably passed that 20 episodes ago. <laughs> we probably did. This might be the 40th or 50th. You know what? It's, 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 it's a darn good record, so I don't got a problem with that. It's a classic. Yes. And uh, I don't think we've talked much about flamenco sketches. We usually talk about Freddie Freeloader or Blue and Green or something. Yeah. But, well, this uh, is solo analysis. Um, Wednesday. It is Solo Analysis Wednesday. And you were asking me what recording uh, or what solo we had last week was that great Brad Meldau solo. And I don't know why that made me think of John Coltrane on <laughs> Flamenco Sketches. <laughs> it has nothing to do with each nothing other. Nothing to do with it. Another great solo. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, this has been kind of on my mind, this solo. I love this solo. And I don't know about analyzing it. John Coltrane does not need me to analyze it, but I think it'd be fun if we listened to it. And yeah, let's see what Coltrane <laughs> was thinking when yeah. you played this. Come on. Yeah. I skipped ahead too far. That's okay. That's okay. So, oh, there we go. So this is uh, this is Miles Davis. Miles Davis, gentleman out of uh, East St. Louis, Illinois. So what's while while Miles is finishing his solo, right. the form of flamenco sketches is loose. It's it's loose. I think it's just you know five chords. Yeah. Um, basically eight bars each. Although some of them play sixteen bars sometime, and there's no melody. That's the big thing with it. So it's all improvisation. Okay, so that first thing, there's so much, ha- I mean, I hate to even <laughs> stop it, but, you know, talk about analysis. So, for the harmony geeks out in there and stuff, you know, we're always thinking about culture and what he can do with, you know, advanced harmony, upper structure, Slaninsky, Slaninsky and all this amazing stuff he does. But, to me, it's just as impressive when he comes in, like, he knows how to fit the vibe of a tune. Yes. So, you know, when you listen, coming up to this point and what Miles plays... Like, he comes in, and he's going to go somewhere, obviously. He's going to go somewhere. But he comes in with that, that it's really a G triad kind of a thing he's playing around with over the C major. It's just a C major 7 is all it is. Yeah. Um, and it's super exposed. And he just comes in with that beautiful melody, very little vibrato, you know, just a little bit at the time. It's like just intonation, perfect, but not in a, in a, in a generic way at all. Yeah. But just really playing on that G triad. And then there's some harmonic resolution at the end where he goes up to the C, mm. which is where he's hitting the third, really. Mm. And so there's very little tension in it because he doesn't want to have tension, but there's a little bit of that G to C kind of a thing. Let's hear that again. Let's hear that again from the beginning. And he's just going up a major scale. To here. That's the resolution on that E. 
And so he actually went early to the next court. It's still amazing, though. Because yeah, yeah. apparently they had the sketches of the tune, and it was unclear how many bars. Like, Miles played over twice as many bars. Train went early. They heard it. And... Yeah, shout out to this rhythm section. Oh, man. I mean, just like loose and steady yeah. at the same time. But the purity and depth of that of the sound, like, it's not a lot of vibrato, right? No. Yeah. The, the tail end of some notes, yeah. but yeah. But, I mean, it's just like the breath of the phrases. And he doesn't even know when they're going to the next chord. Nobody knows. <laughs> no one knows it, doesn't it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, the fact that they can confidently continue through that is, is unbelievable. And then it became this classic. Oh. I mean, Train's phrasing is so unusual. But it sounds, it's so foundational sounding. Yeah. Like when you see transcriptions and stuff, it's like, what is he doing? Yeah. It seems so out there. But it feels so raw and human when you're yeah. listening to it. And it's just that one chorus. And then, you know, the bridge between what Miles plays, that solo, and what then Train does, and then to Cannonball Adderley, it's yeah. such a, like, it really takes understanding of that total. We always talk about the architecture of the solo, but the architecture of this whole tune that doesn't have a melody already. It finishes with Bill Evans too, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's just like one great thing going to the next, but without it sounding like just the hit parade or a best of kind of thing. Yeah. And this is obviously one of my, uh, of Coltrane's shorter solos. And, you know, he gets in some of his train stuff and kind of like sheets of sound that one of the, the writers said around that time. But I mean, it's just the beauty of his sound like you can almost feel like if you breathe along with his phrases, like you can really start to get into this tune. And, and to me, once you know, like you've heard this and you start breathing with it, it's a magical kind of thing. And I would just say for pianists, a little pro tip for you. Bing, bing, bing. Maybe we have a little music for pro tip. <laughs> bum, 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 pro tip time. What? What? And it'll be like. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, no, but, you know. Brianna, did you get that one? Can you put that on a button so that we can just have bum, 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 pro tip time. What? <laughs> But, you know, if you breathe along with a great horn player solo, and it doesn't get any better than this, yeah. you'll start to understand what it takes to put something like that together. See, now, I'm sure I've heard someone tell me to do this before. I've never done that. Really? Yeah. What, well, am, I, what am I doing with my life? That's what you're here for, man. We're here to teach each other. I'll hear it, I it's guess. All good. It's all man. good. <laughs> all right, well, I'm going to go do that tomorrow. Yeah. So that's um, a great solo, man. And, you know, it's so weird to actually just think about his solo on this, because like you said, each one is part of this context of this tune. I never I've never listened to I would never think to listen to just that solo. Yeah. You know what I mean? You listen to the whole thing. And well, and for some reason, like he got the most lost on it. I don't know why. <laughs> like, I don't know if he walked in and would just like didn't look at the chart. I mean, there was some other places where it was a little. Yeah. But I mean, truly that I think. Uh, speaks to the, you know, people have analyzed this. There's been at least two books written about this album, and it's like, it, it's legendary, and it's it's mysterious, and there's a lot of crazy things about it, but I would say that that uneasiness, that confidence while playing within a sort of an uneasiness of new material, 
but an openness to kind of let it go wherever it's going to go. Not only in the fact that there's no set melody to it, which is highly unusual, but you should have these chord changes, and then it's a little bit unclear how many bars you're even going to stay there. Yeah. You know, gave it that sense of, like, restraint while at the same time just sort of from the soloist, depending on what they were doing, sort of unbridled joy that they could put in there, knowing that they could just play whatever they were feeling over this, like, really supple form that could be stretched, you know, however they wanted it. Man, it's great stuff. Yeah. Great stuff. So, well, there yeah. you go. Uh, that's uh, Solo Analysis Wednesday. Yeah. Let's sell some T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Segway. Don't be too harsh, man. No, you can ask us some questions. Go to you'll hear it.com. Yeah, we'll uh, give us some ideas for future episodes. And, you know, if you see a T-shirt, you want to buy T-shirts, yeah, man. They, they're trending yeah. on... on uh, if you, you, know. uh, you want to let on our... Uh, you can leave us a voicemail question. Why don't you go ahead and, and leave us a, a tone... <laughs> for a, pro, a, pro, a, little, a little birdie in your throat there? <coughs> I might. A pro, I got some grits. A pro tip tone. If anybody yeah. has an idea for some, a, a musical pro tip, pro tip, pro tip <laughs> we might actually use it. Yeah. So leave us your uh, your two to three second theme yeah. for Peter's pro tip. By two to three seconds, we mean two to three nanoseconds. Yeah, it's got to be very, very short. But yeah. if you have an idea, leave it there at you'llhearit.com. And until next time, you'll hear it.